Okay, welcome everybody to the first ever Bridget Bartley show here on Facebook. And so as you're dialing in, would love to hear where you're coming in from. So comment below any questions that you have for Carlotta and Jennifer. But first, I want to give a massive thank you to Logan Finley at Studio Rocky. She's actually sitting behind me here. She has been um, a big support for us to get this launch. But Studio Rocky is basically your answer to all of your entrepreneurial prayers, especially um, as you launch your business. She's a one-stop shop for Instagram management, web design, and a branding expert. So contact Logan Finley if you want her to help you. Um, and so today we have two of my close friends and business partners, Carlotta Davis and Jennifer Trinkner. And so first I got to ask y'all, how many times did you get lost coming here? <laughs> Not once, but no, we had a few yeah. almost wrong turns. She wants to go certain ways because she says it looks nice. <laughs> Oh, we got here. Yeah. When, 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 because y'all were a little late. Yeah. You were on speakerphone at Southern yeah. Press. Oh, really? Because <laughs> <laughs> we, we, we were laughing at how you were like kind of taking turns. But um, so, for those of you who may not know who each of you are, so Jennifer, um, I've known Jennifer for probably eight, nine years. We were um, stay at home moms together housewives, and you are a professional model um, for about 25 years, traveled the world. I remember watching your journey with that, which was really cool. Miss Bikini America 2016 and two-time Miss Hawaiian Tropic winner. Um, and then also Jennifer's going to be back the last week of April. She's going to be one of the models um, in Greenville Fashion Week. So we're excited to have her back in Greenville. Um, so tell us a little bit about your journey as a model, like to be able to travel the world, because I know that is something that people find fascinating. Well, it was definitely a very cool experience. Um, I got to see a lot of amazing places, and it's not all glamorous as it looks. <laughs> it's very early uh, morning sometimes, very cold water, very, um, you know, just uncomfortable places that you have to be, but it was definitely a very cool thing, but I never really felt completely fulfilled. Like there was always something lacking and even, you know, and I'm so happy to have had the experience. I got to do so many things, but, um, but I'm so much happier now doing what I'm doing and, and really making a difference in the lives of others. Yeah. And we'll definitely get into that. So on the travel side, and for those of you you can connect with Jennifer, follow her on Facebook. She's got some albums where she shows, um, she's got a lot of her portfolio there. What was your favorite place that you shot in? Oh my goodness, there's so many. Um, actually, Santorini, Greece, and my husband took those pictures, and uh, he does every year, and it's definitely the most breathtaking, breathtaking place I've ever been in the yeah. world. Yeah, because I've seen you like on yachts, and mm. then you're in snow boots and bikinis, and um, yeah. All sorts of things. So that's really cool. Okay. So, and then we have Carlotta Davis. She's actually, her background is um, tw nurse practitioner of 26 years, also a diabetes educator. And you've transitioned to now your, your full-time health coach, success coach. What, uh, what inspired you to make that transition from, because it's a massive transition from the hospital, sick care to now preventative health? Yes. Well, it's really interesting because it's so easy to say, oh, well, I just did it. But when you really look at it, a lot came into play. It was a huge, huge decision. And what wound up happening, I was introduced to an opportunity and mainly to improve my health. And I was a nurse. I worked in the hospital setting for many years and I decided to get out and go into private practice. So that's why I've gotten to be a nurse practitioner. And I loved it. I love you know, the interaction with patients, getting to know them, helping them meet their goals, their needs. But somehow, as the years went by, it, it all transitioned. <clears throat> Healthcare has taken a massive sh change, a big shift, and it's not the same. The relationships that I had with people kind of got dwindled. So enter an opportunity, you know, I decide to, this one here is the one that got me into it. <laughs> <laughs> so she told me about... Uh, isogenics uh, years ago, seven years ago, and I said no. And then when I started feeling tired because I was working my tail off all the time, I decided to try it, and I told her I wouldn't sell anything or do anything. Love the products, and then somehow money started to show up. It was really not that simple, but it, it kind of is. And then I decided to get a little more serious about it, but I never was really interested in making the shift. That just happen gradually uh, when you're 
when your part-time hustle, your side hustle becomes your full-time income or it replaces your full-time income, when you're making more full-time than part-time, I mean, you're, you're making more part-time than full-time, and at the same time, you're realizing, gosh, I'm missing out on seeing my last baby grow up, and I've been praying for a solution for that, and all of a sudden you go, wait a minute, <laughs> I'm sitting here with the solution in front of me, and I'm not choosing to pay attention. So right. that's where the shift happened. But it took a lot of personal growth, uh, coaching uh, with a success coach, really, that helped me start looking at things and daring to be bold, daring to step out of my comfort zone, getting out of the status quo, not worrying about what people think. Because I thought I didn't care about what people thought, but in reality, I did. And that's where really the personal growth is what assisted me to realize the opportunity that was really there and make the transition. Awesome. So I'm going to take it back to you being in the medical field for 26-ish years, and now you're in nutrition. Because I know there's a lot of people out there that struggle with diabetes. That's a really common ailment, like as we're coaching people. Mm -hmm. So what do you see the correlation is with nutrition and diabetes? Oh, my God, it's huge. Uh, And we're going on a little rabbit trail here just because I think that's really important that people see the correlation. So before doing this nutritional program that I do, I've always been into preventive care. And, you know, there's... You can do things like take cinnamon, eat right, non-processed foods. Uh, There's so many things that we eat nowadays, and we're in such a hurry as moms, as parents, because now we have two people working usually. And pick up the kids, then there's activities, and then you got to eat. So you're either going to go and stop at Chick-fil-A or Kentucky Fried Chicken and have that family meal. We all want that family meal. Or you might want to be healthier, and you're going to stop at Publix, and you'll grab something from the freezer that you can put in the oven but start reading the ingredients there it's not natural <laughs> it's not it's all processed uh, high fructose corn syrup in a lot of um, our foods and then what that does it raises our sugars really high all of a sudden instead of it being a gradual curve up it's like a, you know it's huge it just spikes your sugar and then you make a ton of insulin when you're making that much insulin to bring that sugar down you're going to, if you're prone to diabetes, you're going to cause it to set, come in earlier. That's that's what's going to happen because you're going to develop insulin resistance a lot earlier than you would have. And I've been very passionate about. I love diabetes. I mean, I don't. I, I mean, I love the whole management of it and how you can really prevent it and manage it by using, you know, the right techniques, using proper foods, right diet, eating whole foods instead of going for the processed food. Which is easier, but in the long run, it's going to hurt you. Right. But I saw a shift from my years of practice. I would see initial diagnosis of diabetes, type 2 diabetes, people in their 50s. Then it turned to people in their 30s. And then I started seeing people in their 20s. And by the time I left, I've had some parents that would tell me they checked their kid's blood sugar and it was, you know, 180. That's that's in a child that's, you know, a 13-year-old with a blood sugar of 180, and it wasn't because they were type 1. It was they, were, they had insulin resistance already from lack of exercise and poor nutrition. So th- that's what brought us three together originally mm-hmm. was we all started the same nutrition program, mm-hmm. and, and we're going to kind of venture into the business side of it because we have so many questions mm-hmm. that people have asked that they want to hear from both of you on. But So all of us were health conscious even before mm-hmm. we started the nutrition program. I had started because... Um, I was already like vegan, raw foodist, mm-hmm. and um, this just really, I, I knew how the program was sourced, and it made a difference. You, of course, being a bikini model, have to be health conscious because it's an image conscious industry, and then you were also a vegan and, and took things to extreme. So to transition into that, um, we were on this program for a year. We started in 2011 when Jennifer and I started. And you started, I think, in 2013. Is no, that 12? 2012. Okay. Mm-hmm. So we decided we're going to do this girls' trip to Phoenix, Arizona. <laughs> and we're, we're just going to see what this company is about. Jennifer was a little ahead, a little ahead of us here because she saw the vision a little earlier. We're like, we're just going to go to Phoenix. I wasn't even on that trip. Oh, <laughs> and I knew Jennifer and I were going to be best friends when she could stay out late with me. <laughs> 
<laughs> because we, I still have the Facebook post. I'm like, she's like, she's my monkey. And we were out. It was like till one or two. It was late. But you were out a little later than I was. I know. Well, I was just, <laughs> I, you know, some things never change. <laughs> um, and so, but, but in the business side of it, though, like, that's where you really caught the vision where, and your story is not a story that you have really put out there like you share it when we have events and speak but you really had a clear vision of why you wanted to do this and it wasn't about the money because you know your husband Tom he's a successful cosmetic dentist like you know with I mean really successful um, with accolades and wards and he speaks and, and does all that so for you it was not about the money and I think that's what so many people admire about you is that it wasn't about the money um, but to take it back to August 2012, I remember when you made that decision to, I'm going to do this. And we're like, okay, girl, you go for it. Like, whatever. <laughs> but what was it exactly in you that just sparked that, that vision, that passion? You know, it was just educating myself as to what was possible here with our company. And I went to an event, a smaller event in Atlanta, and that's where I really caught the vision. I saw incredible changes in people's health and their finances and people finding their passion, their purpose. And it was after I left that event, I'm like, I'm going to do this. If all of these people are doing this and everybody seems so happy and just alive. And that's what I was really missing in my life is just what is my, what is my purpose? You know, what is, what am I meant to do? And I knew that it, it you know, I was meant to, to do something big way outside of myself. So modeling was just so superficial. And this was something that really allowed me to to really feel like I was making an impact in the world by sharing this. So, and I wanted my own identity too, mm -hmm. you know, because I didn't want to be known as the dentist wife. I wanted, and that's what it was for a long time. Oh, that's, you know, Tom Trinkner's wife. And I wanted to do my own thing. So it was not only an answered prayer to my, health challenges that I was facing with digestion and things like that, but it was also my my um, answered prayer to my passion and purpose. And so I remember in the days when we would do calls together, it was back in like, it was 2012, 2013, you would sit in your garage. If people, see, and that's where, <laughs> who is it? So it's, it's like Google, Microsoft, all these, they say the best businesses start in the garage. Mm -hmm. And so literally you would sit in a beach chair in your garage, yes. tell us about that. I think people need to hear that. <laughs> For hours and hours and hours until it couldn't hold me anymore. I know. because I was sitting in it one night and it just like the bottom fell out of it. And um, But yes, I started building my business in the garage of my home. And the reason was because it was kind of my quiet place because my kids would be in there and they, you know, we had hardwood floors and it was just loud in there. So I said, I'm going to work out in the garage. And it just kind of turned into my office and have since then moved into a new home and actually built my um, office in my garage. And it's much nicer now. And, you know, it's, it looks like a an office in my garage, but I love it because I love being outside and walking around and, and uh, yeah, you can build pretty massive business from your garage. Well, and I remember when, when you started, you, you had told Tom, give me two years, two years. And, and I know that was a transition for him because he had full-time housewife to full-time worker and you were head-on dedicated. Mm -hmm. I mean, non-negotiable, dedicated. And that's, in that, in that time frame. you know, what, like, what would your typical day look like to transition into, like, was it cold calling? Was it messaging? Was it social media? Because that was one of the questions that um, we had a girl ask was, you know, when you first started, how, how did you do it? Well, it was a lot of all of those things and more. I knew that I didn't know a thing about this industry. And I knew I had to be a student so that I could be good at what I was doing. So it was just really fitting in, into the pockets of my day. I mean, I still had to be a mom, which is my number one priority. But I was just really nonstop. So after I would drop them off, then I'd get on calls or I'd listen to a podcast or I'd read a book or, you know, I was just a sponge um, because I w wanted to be the best. And, and I knew that it was going to be a difficult road. I mean, it's not an easy thing. You know, network marketing is not easy. I had a lot of people that thought I had lost my mind. I was crazy. I joined a cult. I mean, I've heard it all. 
but I just didn't, you know, I kept my blinders on and I was like, I, I know that, you know, I'm going to be successful mm-hmm. at this. I know if other people have gone before me, you know, and I just kind of followed the leaders and did what they did. And um, so how many people would you say you talk to a day in the beginning? In the beginning, hmm, 30 maybe. And then you probably would send messages to... A lot, yeah. Because I remember there'd be days and you'd say, I sent 80 messages. I talked to 80 or 180. Mm -hmm. Yeah, a lot. It's a lot. You spend a lot of time doing that. And you had a method that... I know you had a very clear method. You had a script that you used and you were just very systematic about it. And you still are very systematic about that. And then, so that was 2012-13. I remember meeting you, Carlotta, in... Mm -hmm. 2000, it was October 2013. No, wait, February 2013 in Columbia. She hosted an event. No, it was that Herb Cepeda event in Charlotte the first time I met you. And I decided I was going to do some, what was that, the, the derby. It was a derby. Ice derby. It was an ice derby. And that's just when I decided to start looking at the business. But I met you and Candace. Right, it, was right, I think what event. it was right after celebration. So... Celebration was August, so it was sometime in August or September that I met you, and uh, you had driven to Charlotte, and we all drove to Charlotte to check out the post-celebration. Oh, I remember. So Herb tried to recruit me. He didn't realize I was already in the company. He thought I was a flight attendant. I'm like, flight attendant? I look like a flight attendant. No no judgment, but I just don't know why he thought I was a flight attendant. (laughs) But, you know, that, that just goes to show how powerful events are. Because I was so new then, and I was still kind of, that's, I had just found money in an account that I did not know existed. Oh, you were mad. Oh, oh yeah, I know. She was, she was <laughs> mad at me. Anybody who knows Carlotta, <laughs> she got a temper. <laughs> well, I thought that this was, the products are amazing. As being with my background, I did my research, and I, I was so tired all the time. I was okay. This has to help me because look at all this stuff. It's everything I do from the vitamin shop and Whole Foods plus more. I said, not selling anything. <laughs> so I didn't. But I had my girlfriend that said, yeah, I know you researched. So she got on board. And then she, this one tells me, hey, you made 25 bucks, but if you get one more person, you can make up to 300 bucks. I said, one more person? I just called my friend Barry and said, hey, help me out. I know I'm always buying your, your meters and stuff, <laughs> pimping those out. Why don't you just uh, buy some shakes? And he was like, well, what do, I, what, do I, what do you need? I said, your credit card and you want chocolate or vanilla. <laughs> and that was it. I made 150 bucks and I never looked back. I thought it was just a rebate. Fast forward three months later, three and a half months later, I found some email came in and I find out I'm making commission. And I was like, I knew it. I knew that this was some type of scheme, <laughs> and I called her up, all mad. Said, "I told you I wasn't telling it. What are you doing? This is illegal. You're making, you're, I'm making money without no." <laughs> she goes, "Why don't you call the company?" So they told me I was a consultant, and I was like, oh, "What?" <laughs> and I found over four hundred bucks in the account, and that's when actually the light clicked there. I, I got a little less. Um, I got calmed myself down, and I said, "Gosh, I didn't do anything." Might as well, people are asking me what I'm doing. I'm just not saying anything. I'm just telling people I eat good. So I started to share it, and that's where it took off, and I went to that event because I wanted to know more. And that's where it really just took off. And, I mean, need I say more? I just yeah, the and vision. That, and you, and you, just to, to fast forward, and then we're going to take it back to the more of the personal development mm-hmm. side, but in the process of it, so you started in 2011, and I think it was – Probably like three years later, you became a seven-figure, annual seven-figure income earner um, and have been seven-figure income earner ever since. And so Jennifer is like top 16 in our company, which is huge. Mm-hmm. It speaks volumes because like in, with any of us, we have no sales experience. This is not our profession. Yeah. I mean, we just had a vision and went with it. And then you're multiple six-figure income mm-hmm. earner. Yes. So congrats. It's it's a definitely example of what is possible when you put your mind to it. But to go into the the more mindset, personal side of it, how important would you say personal development is on this journey? Because there have definitely been some ups and downs. I know with all three of us, um, and and we'll dig into that. But just it's huge. It, it's everything. Yeah, you're only gonna your income's only grow gonna grow to the level of your personal growth. You can't. Or you'll just hit the law of the lid. I mean, you can always be, I mean, if you're a 
six-figure income earner. That was my identity. That's it's, it, I think I could probably leave and go sell jelly beans, and I'll figure out a way to make six figures. But to break through and make more than that, I, the only reason that I was able to break through was through personal development, coaching, books that I read, and getting out of my head. So, you know, and even... Because I know whether it's network marketing for people, they start a new business, it's a clothing company, whatever, you're going to have the people that think you're crazy. So how did you deal with that? And I won't so much say crazy, but they have judgments. They have judgments, the talk, the cattiness, Mm because you know how girls are. I I think I've told you before. Well, people felt sorry for me at first. In fact, somebody was like... (laughs) If you need some help, you know, to open up your own practice, if you need something, you know, they felt sorry. Well, why is this girl, why is she doing this? I mean, I'm a professional businesswoman, you know, nurse practitioner, well-known, and I'm sitting here doing network marketing. (laughs) They're like going, what is she doing? But I knew once I realized what was possible, there wasn't any stopping me. But sometimes, you know... When you, the events in our past can sometimes hinder us, and that's where the personal de- coaching, the, the personal development comes in, that you really have to outgrow that because that doesn't make, that's not your identity. But when somebody, I remember being at Publix and somebody coming up to me, I had decided, I had made, taken the step and left my, 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 uh, pr- my job. I was on my own. And somebody came up to me and basically I mean, she was almost like yelling at me, t- telling me, I can't believe you've done this. Do you know how many people work so hard to have what you've attained and the success you've attained and you're just walking away from your practice? How can you be like that? That's just selfish. And I was like looking at her like, I said, you know, I'm following my own path and I'm helping so many more people now, but this is about me and I appreciate your concern. Uh, I'm glad I didn't explode that day. I was just—I think I was just taken <laughs> aback. No Cuban came out that day. I was just like, oh, really? Is that where the temper comes from? I think so. Is it Cuban? For Can sure. we mix an E-shot and yeah, an a E-shot. vodka drink with it? That's my that's See what nice happens. That's right? um, Okay, so you probably, being a model for so many years, were, I would assume, used to the judgment, the talk, so that probably was not as no, much No, I was of a- ready for it. You know, I, when I decided to do this, I was already prepared and ready for it, and I just didn't care. You know, and I think you have to be a little bit that way. You just cannot get attached to what people think. Right. Everybody's going to have their own opinion. You just have to follow your path, your journey. It's your life, mm-hmm. you know. And and I, it's really interesting that a lot of those people that— said I would never make it, that said, you know, all these negative things are now in my business. So that's that's the sweetest part of it. Right, yeah. There's definitely some stories on that. So I want to take it back to when you were talking about the events of the past because that was a mm-hmm. big part of all three of us yes. with our coaching. So all three of us had the same success coach, mindset coach that we've worked with for many years, um, for me since 2013, and I actually met him through originally Chelsea, but through you when you hosted him in. But there is the mindset of it. Um, for those of you who want to do further research, Dr. Joe Dispenza, um, Hawkins, David Hawkins talks yes. about it, John Asaraf. And like that fascinates me. That's so much of my passion, mm-hmm. the, the mindset, because how events of our past neurologically program in your brain, to, and that's why we keep attracting, like, say, the same boyfriend, the same yes, mates, exactly. the same friendships, the same situations, because we are programmed to fulfill that set of feelings. And so you and I had this conversation a couple weeks ago even about that, where, you know, how do you break that? Because I know that's where people are like, okay, that's so far overhead, because it really always comes down to our mother or our father, mm-hmm. always. Yes. And then, of course, there's people that stem, you know, from there. But how, for someone who's completely new, and this is for both of y'all, um, how, how would you even start with that to recognize, okay, something's got to shift? Well, the key is what you just said right now is recognizing it first. You have to become aware. And a lot of us are so busy in our lives and running from one thing to the next that we don't stop to look at why we keep doing the things we do. Why is it that I always attract the same boyfriend? Or why do I keep attracting people that violate me? Or or people that, you know, whatever it is. And those neurological 
you know, event, those events that happen in our past set us up mm-hmm. to believe that that's our identity. So, you know, I'll be very candid. Being bullied as a child, mm-hmm. it made me very, you know, where I didn't want to even talk to people. Imagine trying to build a business where you're you're not wanting to talk to people that are powerful because in your head you can be friends with them. God forbid I tell them about a business, they might laugh at me. Right. Or You know, you have that thought in your head. Once I realized that I had that, that I became aware of that, I was able to do something about it and shift. And the shift, you know, it's it's becoming aware, but then it's also taking the action to do it, going and putting yourself out there, going ahead and talking to those people and not expecting the same result. It's, it, is a, it is a shift in your mindset. But yeah, the key is recognizing, becoming aware, and then getting into action. And you're going to have relapses. You're going to have times when you... You go back and do something silly or think something that's not really th- true, but that's okay. It doesn't. That's it's. A, we all make mistakes. Life is a journey, so be, forgiveness, being able to forgive yourself and move on, and then identify. Okay, what can I do next? What can I do? What What's the next thing I can do? And a lot of it for me too is reading. Uh, you know, I love. You mentioned David Hawkins. Love David Hawkins. Power versus force. And then right now I'm reading Letting Go. And, you know, people say, well, why do you keep reading that stuff? Because I have to continually keep growing. I'm not going to stand still. i got to move forward. And that, to me, is how you change. That's, that's, that's the key. Well, and that's the thing. I, I feel like sometimes people think, well, I'm here and I'm done. Mm-hmm. And that's a question people would ask me. Is like, okay, Bridget, like, when is enough enough? But it's, it's not even about that. I always use the analogy of an onion. Mm-hmm. And it's just peeling layer after layer because you can hear you know, read the same book or watch the same movie, do the same thing, but you're going to always receive something different because we're always in a different space. So for you, personal development, um, you know. Well, to echo what Carlotta said, it's just about becoming aware of what that is. What is it that's holding you back? What is it? For me, um, it was control. You know, I've always been a kind of a control freak and I had to learn to let things go. So in my business, it was showing up because I wanted to be in control of everything. I wanted to play every instrument in my business, and I was overwhelmed. I was completely overwhelmed. Mm-hmm. So it wasn't until I recognized that and why, you know, what were those events from my past that were causing me to feel like I had to be in control of everything. So it was really letting that go. And not only that, I had so many back issues for years. And that was all stemming from my control. And Mm -hmm. I thought that was very, very interesting. And it was our success coach, actually, that helped me to recognize that and to, you know, to let those things go. And I'm telling you, it made such a huge, massive shift. And I can see that now when I'm coaching people. And I can see that that is the area where they are having issues. And I'll, you know, let them know. And and it really is, you have to, it's a a constant work in progress and it's personal growth and Mm -hmm. and reading and being um, mindful of, of those things that show up. Because as you said, I mean, it's, it doesn't ever really go away completely. You just have to be aware and address it. And that goes into what somebody had asked about, you know, what is, what do you think the values of surrounding yourself with quality people, which I think is massive Mm. because, you know, there's, if Logan's heard some of the stuff that we've done, like on the back end, but if people could hear some of the like conversations that we have between the three of us, you know, other girls would completely, I don't even know what they'd like crumble or it'd be so catty dramatic. We'd be getting Facebook posted on, but I mean, we've had legit rigorous, honest conversations with each other where we call each other out and stuff that, you know, I mean, it's 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 different. So, you know, I think when people from the outside looking in, they look at our friendship, and Chelsea is what we call it, like one of the four of us, but she's home raising babies, um, <laughs> five babies. But um, people want to know how do I attract those type of friends? Like, I want what you have. And that's what even attracts a lot of people into our business mm-hmm. is they want the culture, the community. Yes. And really, it's not even just about our business, but that's what, I mean, I just look at living in Greenville and Spartanburg at all the different events that people have going on, like um, with different networking events. It's all about culture and community. And they're like, how do I do that? How do I do that? Like, I want to be a part of that. So 
going back to the original question, how do you surround yourself with those people? How would you advise somebody to attract that? Or you become that person. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you become the Good person. Answer. Become the person that mm-hmm. that. That's true. You want to attract. Mm-hmm. That's very true, and not even in friendship, mm-hmm. but even as a mate, as a leader. <clears throat> Because we say that even in, a, in our team, be the leader, be the person that you want to attract. Yeah. That and you let go of the people that aren't healthy. You might love them. I mean, they, I'm not saying to not be friends with somebody, <coughs> but if they're unhealthy and they're doing things that don't resonate with you, that are not part of who you are, you can't hang around them because you'll become like them. More, It's easier to be pulled down than to pull somebody up. Right. So you want to hang around people that are going to lift you up, that are going to improve, you know, your person. And that that will be honest with you when you, you know, when something comes up, you know, that'll tell you, hey, you should you should look at doing this better. Or, Why aren't you here yet? Or, and I have that from both of you and, and from Chelsea. And, you know, and I appreciate that. I mean, that's something that, and you all have that from each of us. You know, we, each of us are, we're not mean. We're just honest with each other. And none of us ever take it personally. Like, that's the beautiful thing about it. Whereas, like you said, sometimes, you know, if I were to be completely honest with someone else, I mean, I could almost read, they're going to get mad and they're going to say that I'm just the meanest person, that I'm a mean <laughs> girl. And in fact, I'm trying to just tell them, hey, this might be a better way for you to look at something, to do something. So, well, When people have personal growth, the conversations are yes. completely different. Mm-hmm. They really are. Th- that is true, because I can tell that the people that have, done the coaching that we've done and have done the breakthroughs the inner work Mm -hmm. and you know I'll tell people the inner work is challenging but it's so worth it and um going like not taking anything personal you know like Mm -hmm. if somebody says something we were having this conversation yesterday when when I was in here you know taking it next level to a different platform to put your voice out there like I know the ridicule is going to come in whatever way it's going to happen but don't take it personal because it's not about me. It's like whatever it's about. Well, and I would say too, you know, it, it's really important that you're cleaning up your your mental house, your mm-hmm. your relationships. If you are in toxic relationships, let go of those. Cut those ties with those people that are toxic that are bringing you down, and find healthier relationships. And it's just it really just boils down to a decision. People say, "How do I?" You just do it. You just decide and you do it. That really mm-hmm. is. Nike yes. did a good job at branding That's that. That's right. Just do it. Or why don't you? You know, how do I? Well, why don't you? Just, and that's where I come and say, you know, I just did it. Well, it, it's more than that. It, it does come with a decision. But you just do it. Whether it's with relationships or, you know, decluttering. You know, clutter something that had held me back significantly and letting go of that. And being conscious of it and decluttering stuff, not keep holding on to stuff. Well, and that could go down a whole nother thing because energetically, mm-hmm. you know, if if you can't put your car in your garage, that's a sign. That's a sign of just how you can't let go. It's it's all metaphysical. Mm-hmm. You can't let go. It's, you know, there's reasoning to like cleaning out your house. That's why they call it spring cleaning is, you know, taking the old stuff out to allow for the new stuff to come in. Um, I can't say the word because if y'all saw my post yesterday, I do have like speech. <laughs> But that's the law of reciprocity. Reciprocity. <laughs> yeah, that. And so that's um, it, that's exactly what it is. Like it just keeps everything in in motion. So. And it feels so good to let things like that mm-hmm. to you know. I mean, I know when I, I get rid of stuff, it's just oh, mm-hmm. it feels so nice. When Logan came over and she took all my clothes, <laughs> <laughs> it was so nice. Okay, so. We have a list of questions. We're going to go through these. These are questions that have come in from people off Instagram, LinkedIn, Facebook, and some of these we've already covered. But so, what boundaries, um, what boundaries or life goals for you are non-negotiable? And that's such a broad question. Well, for me, it's meditation, exercise, and. Eating my, my my nutrition; those are non-negotiables for me. But meditation and working out is just not an. It's 
no matter even if I couldn't get to the gym today doing pen. <laughs> I'm just visualizing you at Orange Theory. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> All right, really? This one. Oh my God. It was my first time, and I didn't know that I had to set the setting to. <laughs> oh my gosh. I was on some stepper and almost flew off. Stop it. <laughs> If y'all have ever been to Orange Theory, yeah. I don't even, what's that machine called? The elliptical? <laughs> the elliptical, that's it. I didn't know that it went uh, that fast. I'm turning red right now, y'all. But I love Orange Theory now. I'm completely addicted. Totally. I knew you totally would be. But Carlotta was on this, we're on the treadmill, and Carlotta's on the elliptical, and she, clearly the setting isn't right. And her legs She had no resistance, so. so she was just like. Jennifer and I look at each other, and we're like. <laughs> what is she doing? Because <laughs> oh. in a loving way, like yeah. she's so like not coordinated. <laughs> so um, it kind of sit. It like but she's just, she's so fast though. She is, but it's fast. like her legs were going like so fast. There's a YouTube video <laughs> with an old woman doing that, and we found it and we sent it to you. Like that's so yeah. her. <laughs> she's got more energy than anyone I've ever met in my entire so, yeah, life. Yeah, orange orange theory. Yeah, orange theory is a lot of fun. Um, Okay, for you, non-negotiable, what would you say, boundaries, life rules, what's non-negotiable? Well, same, working out, self-care is huge. Um, family. Uh, travel. I'm going to travel, I'm going to see the world, I'm going to do things like that. Uh, eating healthy, mm -hmm. just being healthy, you know, because our health is our greatest wealth. If we don't have that, we have nothing. Exactly. Yes. Totally and then that. balance, mm -hmm. you know, that's another thing, too, that's I'm always striving for. And we can get at, so out of balance very easily. And I think it's important to recognize that, too, and do your best to stay in balance. You know, one thing that I notice about both of you over the years that's non-negotiable for both of you is the time that you spend with your spouse and with your family. Because mm -hmm. you and Tom are—and I think this is so important for people, especially couples, that have— you know, they're both working and, I mean, you have two kids, you have, you know, three kids and you're managing a spouse and your family and your kids and a house and all the stuff. But y'all are non-negotiable every week to every Thursday night, you and Tom know it's date night. You and Boyd are constantly doing stuff together like every week. Mm -hmm. It's non-negotiable. And you do your two-week trip to Santorini every year, just you and Tom and you and Boyd are traveling. And so I think that's so that speaks volumes to me, like moving forward and just in general for people to understand that for y'all to have such strong relationships in your in your marriage that I've noticed that's non-negotiable for you. It is. Mm -hmm. And that is one of the easiest things to get out of balance in our business when you work for yourself and when you love we love what we do. I mean, we all do. We just I can dive in and I can work for hours and not realize that I'm working for hours. And in the beginning, it did take a lot of time. And thanks to my husband, and I know Boyd, and I know also Tom, they took over cooking because we would have appointments at night. So they would cook dinner for us and bring dinner in to my office while I'm cooking. But it's so easy to just work, 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 and then you forget the reason why you're hustling is for more family time, more date nights, more time freedom. You want that freedom to be able to enjoy the lifestyle. But if you're always working and you forget why you're hustling, then they get left out, and then there's resentments that'll build. They get, you know, kids get upset. They don't know why. Why Why isn't mom around anymore? Why, why can't mom come watch a movie? Or, so using a calendar, that's also another non-negotiable. People ask me, why do you use a, you know, a day timer? It's so old-fashioned. Like, a lot of people like using their little phone because it's duplicatable, but it also sets, so shows me like a whole block of what I have going on. Mm -hmm. If not, I'll double book myself. And then setting times where on Fridays, after four or five, it's it's done. It's over. That's it. If you if you didn't talk to me before then, you know, we can talk Sunday evening or Monday or whatever, but it's, it's done. And that's kind of what I've done for myself. Um, sometimes, you know, in the early... In the first few years, Thursday nights was also a night that I would block off because I was so busy during the week. And Thursday, I would block off and take time to go out on a date night. Friday's a date night or a family night or we grill out or do whatever. Flambe Friday, for those of yeah. you that haven't seen that. But very, very important to have that balance and to set those boundaries. And if you do it early on, it's a lot easier than going back and trying to fix it. You know, 
Yeah, that's very true. Very true. All good, good stuff. Um, so marketing ideas, what is your strategy strategy for marketing? Which I can answer that in a second too, but. Logan. <laughs> yeah. Logan's Studio Meraki, that's a little, mm. little blurb again for Studio yeah. Meraki. She has helped so many of us. She's helped me tremendously and she's helped, I know you, Jennifer, we yeah, have both, all three of yeah. us. Um, with with web design, website. social media, branding, um, Instagram. Well, I, I'll She's say, a great visionary. Yeah, for sure. And the number one thing is consistency, especially mm-hmm. if you're building an online business. Yes. It's like any other business. You can't just post once a week or once every couple weeks and expect to, mm-hmm. you know, have leads from that or create a brand. It's really all about consistency. And I'll I'll say this from day one. Because people say, what's what's the number one reason, you know, for your success? And I believe that it has so much to do with consistency. Because when I decided to do this, I remain completely consistent, um, you know, since I started. So, you know, people know that they're going to find me, that I'm going to be there, that I'm not just, you know, doing this and then I'm gone. I'm here, you know. So it's so key. I would say one thing, too, on, on the marketing strategy is... And some people don't like this type of perception, but it's true. In reality, your social media is a reality show. Mm-hmm. And people want to see, you know, like you're at Disney and what is she doing? And, you know, you're at St. Patrick's Day and you're in Israel, like whatever. People want to see because they feel like they're there with you. And so when people can understand that, it makes the the marketing and the branding. And we're going to do some more stuff on social media and marketing. I've got a lot of great stuff coming up on that. What is a driving force behind what you do? Wow, there's just a few. At first, a lot has shifted, but it's family is a driving force. Just this, uh, what I do now has become such a gift because it's given me the ability to be there for my family, to do things with, with my kids, to be able to travel with them. I just, I'm not bound by a job. I mean, I, but I work really hard. And then the other thing that's shifted for me is that at first my why was my family and seeing my son. My, I missed out seeing my girls grow up, and I wanted to see my last baby grow up. Now it's more of, you know, I want to be able to sh- share this gift with others. I'm very passionate about bringing moms home. Or even if they don't want to come home, at least giving them the ability to have where they can work part-time and have that extra income where they can do things with their family. And dads, too, but I can understand why I'm a little more <laughs> uh, passionate about moms because being a mother myself, mm-hmm. and right. you know, the, when time leaves, the, what you've lost out, what you've missed out is gone. You can't cry over it, but you can definitely do something about it. Very true. Very true. And for me, it's freedom. It's just freedom to do what you want, when you want, with whomever you want, as much as you want, Mm -hmm. and leaving a legacy for my family and, um, you know, just really making a difference, making Mm -hmm. an impact, showing others what's truly possible if you set your mind to it, showing my kids and being an example for them that you can do anything that you put your mind to. Yeah, you've definitely paved the path for a lot of us in the industry, but even just as entrepreneurs mm-hmm. in anything. So whether it's, again, sales, network marketing, whatever business it is, we've definitely set some great examples out there. Okay, so next, this is just, what do you see as your top qualities? Forgiving, uh, laid back, and very... You like to have fun. That's like, a top quality. <laughs> yeah, I like to have fun. That's, that's the number one, I think. <laughs> but just my passion. I, I'm very passionate. When I get passionate about something and I believe in something, I'm, I'm all in. You know, when, I, the, when I see that something's the, the truth about something, I'm, I'm all in. I'm driven. Mm-hmm. Um, authentic, real. Laid back, passionate. Mm-hmm. I forgot that part. I'm driven too. Sometimes I get a little two tunnel vision with my drive. That's why I was talking about balance. Because, well, I don't know that there's it's, does balance <laughs> even exist. I, I'm kind of thinking it's like balance and counterbalance. Yeah. Because it's just you know it goes back to what we're talking about having boundaries. Is 
you know, setting dedicated blocks of time for your business. But then, like, if you're on a date, then phone goes off and I'm not available. And if you're out here, like, just really having dedicated blocks mm-hmm. of time to that, that's that's what I'm finding is balance. And and that's true because there, I mean, we we've been on the phone late, late at night at listen, 2 in the morning. We're <laughs> messaging at 1 a.m. We're messaging at 5 a.m. I mean, it's just... I can remember in the in the beginning of my build, just mm-hmm. really um, staying up really crazy hours because that's what, you know, I had to work the business when my kids went to sleep and mm-hmm. they were much younger and that's just what was required. And, and, and I had to do what was required at the time, so... And a lot of people don't understand because... And I, and I know your team, you've got a lot more leaders building, but our team is all over. Our team is in California, mm-hmm. Hawaii, Australia, California. And so when people say, why can't you just cut it off at 10 o'clock? Well, because it's 7 o'clock in have California. An appointment. And, yeah, you do you what know, the business just, requires. You, that's, that's what, exactly, you do what the business, I just had a call with Jeffrey yesterday, mm-hmm. and that's exactly what he says. But the great you thing about it. You do what the business it, requires. Is that. Maybe at 12 or 1 o'clock, instead of being in an office or a cubicle, you're out in the, laying out in the sun with your computer doing your work there or just being able to go take lunch to your, you know, to your son or your daughter and have lunch with them at school. So it's, there's really good things about, about this business. You can just work it in where you want to work it. You have your own schedule, but you have to have a schedule. You have to, I mean, that is, you talked about success. If you do not have a schedule, you're, you're doomed. You, you can't wing business. it. You right. can't wing this business. you got to have dedicated blocks of time where you're producing, doing income-producing activities, and then if you want to cut it off at 11 a.m. or noon and go eat lunch or go have Mexican with your bestie over here. I know. <laughs> you need Michelle to... <laughs> called me last week, and she was like, I'm going to have Mexican and margaritas with Jennifer and Carlotta. I was like, not fair. <laughs> I didn't say hey, that. We I do can't that. say what we I can really do that said. today. We are. Oh, good. Good. <laughs> we I are. was going to say, um, you know, I think that that's one of the biggest misconceptions about this business is people think that they just get started and money's just going to oh, roll yeah. in. Oh, you know, I that know. they're not going to have to put in any work, and and it, that is so completely wrong. I mean, it it is work. It is network marketing, yeah. and it's called that for a reason. And But it does a lot, you know, if you work it hard, that's, you know, Four Year Career is a great book if you haven't yes. read that. It's just a really great book. But that is what, because we've worked it so hard, that's mm-hmm. why we can sit here today and we're earning money while we sit here. I mean, there's nothing better than residual income. Well, and the thing is that people, too, is because we're in a different type of, it's not glamorous. It is not glamorous. Not even like physically. There's so many times that I'm just going to just put it out there. Put it out there. (laughs) Is there, we might be, well, we're not, we might be in top knots with no makeup. Uh We haven't brushed our teeth all day. We've been on calls. I mean, we're just like not pretty. And I'm thinking if people knew what I look like right now and I'm talking to you, it's not what I really, but it's not pretty. But, you know, of course, social media, we only put the highlights out there. But even it, it's kind of mundane, you know. Even like when you're starting a business, it's 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 we love it because yeah. we're passionate. Mm-hmm. But it's truly it's truly mundane. Okay, so as we kind of finish it up, just a few quick questions. What would be your top three things that you would say if somebody says, okay, because we know there's not like it's not a cookie cutter. Any business, our business, any business, it's not a cookie cutter. Um, what would be the three things that you would say to help somebody pursue their, their dreams, launch a business, whatever that is? Decide. It's a decision. And then you stay committed and you, you consistent, consistency. You have to have that consistent daily action. And then not letting, you know, when the money doesn't start trickling in right away, like Jennifer just said, because it's not, uh, you stay consistent. You have to see what's po- what's possible. And The Four-Year Career that you just mentioned is an excellent book. But that yeah. is a great, yeah, that's a great so book. So three things, dis- decision, decision committed, committed, and consistency. I mean, so the book that you would recommend, the four-year career, four-year career, okay. I would definitely dec- well, that, and then I would for personal growth, uh, anything by David Hawkins, but let, um, Power versus Force is great. 
What about you, Jennifer? Three things. If somebody just wanted three tips. Well, it's going to be... It's going to be the same as her. It's it's all about commitment and deciding what you want, and really just going after it and never never quitting. I mean, I think that's the number one thing that I see people, especially in our industry and in our business, is they they say I'm going to do it and see what happens. Mm-hmm. Would you start a business and say I'm going to start? What, well, just you know, an example: of my husband Tom, who's a dentist. Do you think he said I'm going to open my practice and see if this works? No. It's a decision, and you decide to never quit, and you fail forward, and you mm-hmm. make mistakes, and you learn from those things. So it's commitment, decision, action. Yeah, yeah and so for me, I'll put my three in there. And for one, it's have a clearly defined goal, because I know when I started, I had a very clearly defined goal to why I was doing it. Um, and it, it's two-part. One is I did not want your typical nine to five, because I still wanted to be a full-time mom. And I know that's the same for you guys, but I still wanted to create an income while being a full-time mom. And I wanted to buy a house. And so I knew, I mean, that was my vision. And we'll talk about this on another mindset show, but, you know, vision boards are so important going Mm -hmm. to the brain chemistry is because, you know, whatever it is that you clearly want, you know, put that picture out there not on the computer screen, not whatever, but create a vision board because how your brain processes that um, visually, the auditory skills, you will, and it's not just like a law of attraction where it just shows up, but create the work. But for me in the days where it'd be late nights or during the day and I'm tired, I would just look over at the vision board. Mm -hmm. I'm like, that's why I'm doing this. And then I'd keep going and keep going. But, um, you know, have that clearly defined vision and then staying focused staying mm-hmm. so focused and it goes into what y'all were talking about too with um, dedicated blocks of time and then balance because when I first started this I was so out of balance I mean my relationships struggled my friendships struggled to where I was working 14 16 hours a day but I was so focused and so then I still you know I had to learn balance I love what you said about focus and that's so important because people will try to you know, show you another opportunity or another way. Mm-hmm. And it's just really about keeping your right. blinders on and just staying laser focused on what you're doing. the main thing, the main thing. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Know? All right, girls. Well, thank you for coming on. Do you have anything else to, to add in? I enjoyed it so much. Thank I know that was fun. Us. So if you guys want to connect with Jennifer, you can connect with both Jennifer and Carlotta on Facebook and Instagram, but you can also connect with Jennifer at jennifertrainer.com and then carlottadavis.com and then look up in the caption. We'll have them on Facebook. And again, thank you to Logan Finley for helping me on the back end throughout this whole show that's about to about to continue forward. And um, for any social media, marketing needs, branding, website design, Studio Meraki has got you covered. Y'all have an awesome day.